0: i'm from montana and i have a playstation i don't oh, have an no. xbox uh, xbox sucks playstation rules and then someone's like well i'm from nevada and i have an xbox and i don't understand why playstation wins here the poll is rigged it's like i can't imagine a worser conversation
1: i love goop <laughs>
2: You can't give it up! Triumph or die! This is episode 272 of Insert Credit, an all-essay-question video game quiz show timed with a horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and here's a fun video game fact for you off the top of my head. Uh, originally, Shigeru Miyamoto wanted Kirby to be yellow, but he was overruled.
3: Uh, my name's Frank Svalley, and here's a fun video game fact off the top of my head, based entirely on my current research. Um, uh, you know, you know all them uh, the, those early Nintendo sort of black box generic games for the NES. Uh, they did a, a football game that uh, uh, definitely existed, but no one's ever seen. And I think, I suspect it was just kind of bad, and they licensed Ten Yard Fight from Irem instead of releasing
0: it. Ah. Uh, I'm Jim Rogers. It's a crazy video game facts off the top of my head, as reported by Google. Um, Batman Arkham Asylum was almost rhythmic and in 2D. Super Mario characters got their names from famous musicians. E.T., the extraterrestrial by Atari, was the worst game ever. No, Assassin's Creed was uh, initially a Prince of Persia spinoff. Really? Sonic the Hedgehog got his name from a comic book. But the fact that E.T. the Extraterrestrial by Atari was the worst <laughs> game ever is like in the middle of these top five popular video game facts from sci uh, Yeah, is really interesting. Um, and that's why you, social media is real bad. I believe you're responding to that uh, that popular quote tweet that vi- that that viral uh, that that viral tweet factory that's the uh, what's a piece of useless video game knowledge you know and everyone's posting really wonderful stuff is that what this is maybe. inspired by uh, maybe, maybe maybe it is it's a very good source of viral content that particular tweet
1: i have enjoyed that i have to say uh, and and one that chris Pruitt oh i'm brandon sheffield and i'll save mine in a second but <laughs> Uh, there's one that Chris Pruitt put out which was uh, I think something I knew at some point and then forgot is that uh, S- Spyro's enemy in the second game, Ripto, was um, n- so named because the American developers thought that the-, the the katakana for Spyro in the Japanese release looked a lot like a sty- weird stylized Ripto and if you Mm-hmm-hmm. look at the if you look at that cover it, it actually, actually <laughs> really does it's kind of surprising and interesting. But anyway, my my, uh, my fact off the top of my head is uh, Zoom Inc., which is a difficult game company to search for these days. Um, uh, I mean, search is broken everywhere, but um, it's uh, with a more popular thing, it's hard to search for Zoom Inc., makers of Zero Divide, and other games. Anyway, they have a mascot called Neko, spelled with a C, mm-hmm. and uh, it has, has a- appeared in several of their games, including Zero Divide 2 as a special unlockable character it's a big round cat with a little pointy ears i like it at the end
0: that's nice exciting
2: all right tim you have 10 host points are you cashing them in this week
0: i absolutely am not no okay you'll know when i do <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh in that case let's uh begin with the question submitted by last week's winner jason schreier who asks which mario stage or level or kingdom or board would you want to live
0: in and why Boards. Oh very good question. I mean maybe obviously not the sewer yeah, not the sewer levels. Um, I technically do live in the real life version of a new donk city That's right. and I cannot in my life uh, uh I, I, I'm not sure I can deal with any change at the moment, so that would be the safe option for living somewhere that is as uh as similar as possible to the place where I do live. though maybe that would actually be really bad because I would have to find a new place to live. Because my apartment does not exist there. Um, and finding an apartment in Manhattan is is so difficult that... Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've never even really done it. I just kind of live here on accident. So,
2: I don't know. I think I think a Delfino Plaza would be nice.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's designed as a vacation destination. People always say, um, you know, that you don't want to... It's a nice place to visit, but you wouldn't want to live there, right? Right. And you'll see people... Um, You know, like myself included, who live in the most depressing sorts of place, uh, visit a cool place and be like, well, it sure was nice to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. That's just a lie you tell yourself about Hawaii, for example. I would, I realize years later, I would want to live in Hawaii. I would prefer it to pretty much anywhere else. Why not? Right? Why wouldn't you want to live there?
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's neat. They got good stuff. Um... I don't know, the first thing that came to mind for me was maybe the, uh, that sandy zone. I like those little houses they got in, mm. um... In Odyssey? In, in Odyssey. Yeah, that was my the answer, little, I guess. Those little guys are cool. I'd hang out with them. But I don't really want to live in a Mario. I want to live in, like, that Sonic Adventure first stage area. That's just sort of
0: think. basically like Ikebukuro in Tokyo, is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's basically just EK yeah. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. There's some ocean. Uh there's there's, an th- ocean. there's the whiff of an ocean there.
1: And there's some some resortishness as well. Um but yeah, I'd 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 live there, but that's not that's not Mario. Have you so. not seen
3: Delfino Plaza? I want access to basic services. Uh wherever yeah, of I course. live. So I I just I think I think I think I gotta donk it.
0: No You gotta donk it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't I can't think of any other Mario location that has like transportation and like stores i guess they all have shops where you get like armor or whatever but i assume some of these buildings i can't get into provide basic services there might be like uh well i know there's a government um so so there's like society happening and and i think at this point in my life i need to live in a society
1: yeah oh yeah you
2: could you could be in like toad town from paper mario or uh wherever thousand year door takes place that like port Island
0: wherever that is
3: oh yeah i don't i don't play i don't play that nerd stuff so you know i would live in super mario
0: rpg uh rose town yeah where they've got that music you ever you ever put on the rose town 10 hours uh extended on youtube and just listen to that all day in your house no i only listen to booster's tower oh booster's tower's all right
1: i'll just live in one of those big evil castles with my wife Bowsette.
0: <laughs> sure the you can live court. in Booster's Tower. That's right. I think if you live in Booster's Tower with Bowsette, that's that's probably pretty solid. That's the way to go. Booster's Tower has a, has a good aesthetic. I think Mario Odyssey is designed, it really feels like that whole game. And that game's been out for five years, first of all. W- wanna feel old? I do. Um, you know, you were five years younger when Mario Odyssey came out. Whoa. Um, that game appeared... Uh, I remember people talking about it for a couple of weeks and then it seems to have just kind of fallen into, uh, you know, the ocean of time. You know, it's not, it hasn't really, uh, it, it doesn't get brought up in Mario conversations as often as, you know, I'm talking Mario conversations amongst like people who are diehard mario heads you know like they're usually going to bring up super mario brothers 3 super mario world uh super mario 64 super mario galaxy those are like the four core marios right and i feel like odyssey was this really um weirdly innovative game of just like small open worlds you know like like miniature open worlds that are just full of cool stuff it was kind of very forward thinking in a, in a forward way that hasn't we haven't really gotten there yet, I don't think. And uh, I feel like one of the missions of that game was to make each one of the worlds the, that you go to, the, the countries, the kingdoms you go to, to make each one of them really, really feel like a place that you would want to go in real life, if that makes sense, if it was real. Almost like they're trying to tie it into a theme park of some sort, every single one of those worlds just kind of felt like a cool place to go. Especially the beach one. If I could start my whole life over, not that you really have to do that, I, would, I wouldn't I would mind living near a beach. Well, the
2: real cheat code to this question is a little game called Mario is Missing. And that pretty much opens up every major city in the world.
0: Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a... I, I'd avoid that, though, because you could just say you'd live anywhere in the real world. I don't even know where I would live in the real world, to be honest. I'm <laughs> yeah. sitting here Are at a really- point what
2: i'd be right here i'm happy in new york
0: yeah i mean i don't know i wouldn't mind having a house and then once you realize you're not uh you don't work for any kind of a company and you just live anywhere you want uh you know it's like you start you open up zillow and you're like what could uh a million dollars get me in we've manhattan and it's nothing and so what could a million dollars get me in north carolina and it's a
3: castle or you know, Donut
2: Plains.
3: Donut Plains. It's the entirety of New Donk City in, like, <laughs> Michigan, yeah.
2: New Donk, Michigan. Uh, speaking of places and relative sizes, how do you best trick a player into feeling like your video game world is much bigger than it actually is?
1: Add particle effects, um, make a little bug fl- float floating around um, your, your lanterns on your uh mirrors on your walls mirrors yeah mirrors that, that really <laughs> makes a space to look bigger yeah uh but i i the really like livening up your environment makes the world feel bigger than it is because it it that i feel like having a level of d de- a certain level of detail uh makes your imagination think that it's larger and w- one thing that we're doing right now is like we have alleyways that you can't see all the way down but you can imagine that there's something else down there and and it makes you feel like oh yeah yeah there's other stuff oh
0: yeah big big pile of uh trash in the stairwell on the stairs up in like a yakuza office building (laughs) right (laughs) yeah you're like oh i wouldn't want to climb over that in real life but i'm pretty sure there's a lot of stuff up there (laughs) that's right right like, you ever move out of an apartment and then you turn around and, you know, to wistfully, you know, like like Sam on Cheers or whatever, you turn back to look, you know, get a, a wistful last glance before you close the door? Who, who amongst us has not done this? You look back and what do, you, what do you always feel? It's, you always feel, what do you think? Has anybody ever had this experience? Nobody's finishing the sentence for I f- me.
1: I feel depressed when I look at it. Is that yeah, the way that I feel. There's
0: that. There, well, sure, sure. The wistful. I, I I covered that with. We're we're just gonna say wistful. Uh okay. wistful's a good a good bucket word here. Um, you, you, the wistful last glance. One of the things that occurs to you once the wist is finished. Right. Once you've emptied the wist. Uh, you go, man. This place looks really small. Right. Isn't that hmm. kind of a thing? Yeah, you Yeah. Wow, this place is tiny. What the heck?
1: You know, I, I actually haven't had that. When we left Shoot. the uh, apartment I was in, I was like, was oh, a place is pretty big. <laughs> but it's because my stuff wasn't in it anymore. It looks so like uh, You hadn't bigger.
0: moved out of enough apartments in, in rapid enough succession probably is That's probably true. what it is. I haven't. It's, uh, it's an experience that uh, the the more times you've experienced it over like a 10-year period, uh, the, the worse it gets each time. It's like, this place is tiny. Anyway, what I'm saying <laughs> is the trick is surface area, you know? If you if oh. all you have is an un uh, unfeatured uh, a, a subtractive uh, white cube, right? Just put a texture on there, put
3: <laughs> put some bricks. <laughs> Whoa, it's huge. That's all it takes. That's, That's what, what I'm, I'm saying. Two things come to yeah. mind from my sort of like developmental years of playing games that made me tricked into thinking a game is bigger than it was. Um the first one that comes to mind was I don't remember which leisure suit Larry I think it was two but um <laughs> you leisure suit Larry that's right <laughs> let's let's do it I'm serious uh, there's <laughs> a part where you go to the airport and you have to buy a plane ticket mm-hmm. and and you can type in many destinations that do not exist in code and you get like a game over sort of situation because you're 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 off the trail or your plane crashes or something but that tricked me into thinking wow i can go anywhere this world is huge like i i, I wasn't that stupid you know what i mean but like it yeah. made me feel like oh there's a world here that I like i can i can fly to paris i won't make it but paris exists here um it positions just enough
0: rules to gate you that you feel like if if a couple of things were different in my character's life situation, I could make him go to Paris. Right.
3: Or if I put in the, the right amount of puzzle solving, maybe he'd go to Paris. I don't know. Um, and then Leisure the, Suit Laris. Leisure Suit Laris, yes. Uh, the second one that comes to mind, it was, uh, it was an NES game um, called uh, Bashy Bazook, which is a terrible name. Um, mm-hmm. It's an unreleased game, actually. It's one of the ones that I dumped and, like, 2002 or something like that um and it's a game it's a side-scrolling game where you're in sort of this monster world and occasionally you go into doors and there's just you know a perspective of a person like talking to you giving you clues you know many games were like that in that era right um so you go in a door you talk to this monster guy and he explains uh how to get to the boss of this level it's like a couple rooms over and you have to ride this elevator down because there's an elevator mechanic but there's a line of dialogue where he goes um Take the elevator. They're mopping the stairs right now. And I love uh, that line so much. Like, there's not actually stairs anywhere that you can see. There's not, you know what I mean? There's not, like, stairs being mopped. It's just a line of dialogue. But it made it feel like, oh, there's, like, a functioning world here where there's shoot staircases off camera with like people like janitors that clean them and like that made that world feel way bigger than it was that's all it to yeah, make it's like that
0: yuji hodi's motto of make the player dialogue should make the player feel the world mm-hmm. right it's uh and dragon quest is my favorite video game series because of little stuff like that where there's uh i mean the perfect example of dragon quest uh that i think i've quoted a million billion times in my life is There's a woman who's like, oh, my son left town years ago to be a guard at a castle. I wonder if he thinks of me. And that's all she says. And then later in the game, you're at a castle. And should you make the decision to stroll around the castle grounds and go up onto the battlements, there's a guard standing there. And you talk to him and he goes... I made the decision to leave my hometown years ago and now I'm a guard in a castle
3: and I do not think of my mother.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I so often think of my mother and then it's like you, you immediately remember and you're like, Oh, this world is nice and big dude. But the true secret is you just put a, put like a room inside of a room, you know? Mm -hmm. And then now your place feels big. Um, dragon quest octagonia it's another example from dragon quest there's a huge indoor town with a bunch of shops and buildings inside of it and it feels eight million times as big put a river between the two sides of the town gondolia from dragon quest 11 see dragon quest is a treasure trove and there's no game more dragon quest than yakuza which reuses the same map across several games and it's not a very big map but the games are huge and the world feels like a big legit neighborhood. So
1: yeah, and every time in every new game there's like different buildings that you could go into, go into that you yeah. couldn't go into before and and it's like oh man, now I can go in this one that rules. And uh, I guess or-
0: I guess Cyberpunk 2077 is a really good example of first of all actually having an enormous open world that has a lot of unique stuff in it. Uh, Even though the open world mechanics aren't very fun. And when you do a side quest, it'll usually be like a a character's like, meet me here. And then they'll take you into a building that you would never be able to go into. And it's just this lushly designed interior. And you're like, whoa, I bet I can go into any one of these buildings. Uh, I wonder how many more interiors there may be. That's all. uh, There you go. Here's our next topic.
2: What do people mean when they say that choices you make in a video game should matter? Choices should matter.
1: Well, stuff uh, should happen. Yeah, things should occur. I don't know. It, it what they what they mean is is they want to have uh, consequences for choices that are made. Yep. And uh, and they they want to be fooled into thinking that the world is bigger than it is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: basically. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And uh, I I don't. Um, I don't really care about that too much myself. I know that it's something that it, it there's I don't know if if this is coming from a weird place, but I feel like there's some vestiges of like our 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 little brother syndrome of of worrying about how cinema is is more advanced and better at storytelling than us and and that choices mattering that like that's the one thing that we've got like our interactivity is all we have and so because of that a choice that you make early on should have big ramifications for later um but so there's something in there that it just kind of rubs me the wrong way because like it's totally cool when games do that but I don't I don't think it's critical or necessary to have a good interactive experience
3: yeah some. i mean it's it's really just You know, it's it's like Brandon said, it's people want to feel consequences for decision, but it 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 has to they have to feel like organic consequences. I think like I mean, the 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 I think the best example we all maybe bring to mind for like the the worst uh, version of this would be Bioshock. Where it's like, <laughs> right? Do you yeah. do you want to spare this little girl and then she continues living, or do you want to murder her and get a piece of candy? Yeah.
0: You know, like
3: basically, yeah. Um, All
0: right, and I just
2: want to note: Frank just lost two points because I had a note here to subtract two points from the first person to bring a Bioshock. Your choices <laughs> okay. do matter.
3: Yes, I see. So, wow, wow! I, this world <laughs> feels huge suddenly. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, my gift to you. I, I don't know that I had more than that thought that like it, it they have to feel they, the the consequences have to feel organic and not like like it has to feel like you made a real choice
1: and the choices can't an- annoy you where because you, like you get these you get into these scenarios where your your character can say this or that and both of them are like well i'd never say either of these things uh, and, uh that's, that's yeah. a different conversation but um that that's it's one of the pitfalls of making the choices matter is like you present a binary where the, the player would never choose either one.
0: <laughs> so what what I've noticed is when people say they think a game should have more choices or the choices should matter, they're they're often asking for a side quest to have a dialogue that if you don't say certain things, if you don't role play in certain directions, you just don't get another side quest so they can then read about it later they can read someone go dude this part in cyberpunk 2077 when you watch a a guy get crucified uh in a vr recording is totally bonkers and then they want to be like what that didn't happen at all in mine in mine the guy just didn't call me again and it's like that's what they want they want to feel mad about missing something right? Like, (laughs) and then they will either, they they will then make a moral, a renegade or paragon choice where they will go, they will either say, Cyberpunk is so cool because the choices really change stuff in the side quests, or they'll say, Cyberpunk 2077 sucks because the the choices are so subtle that you just miss stuff and you don't even know why, right? Like, uh, in that case, there's this really good side quest in Cyberpunk 2077 where this guy who's on death row has volunteered to be recorded in a a, a brain dance which is the the vr like re- sensory recordings of people's experiences he's like a, a born again christian and has uh, has agreed to instead of uh, being executed normally uh be recorded uh being crucified so that christians the world over uh fundamental christians can can feel the experience jesus felt being crucified and uh He wants to talk to you because you seem like a weird person with weird problems. And if you answer him with, like, not exactly the most compassionate answers in the multiple choice questions in this really long dialogue you have with him over the course of a day when he, like, eats his last meal and gets toured around town by TV producers, like, he might ask you to be the one who hammers in the nails, right? And it's actually, like, it surprisingly really, really feels like, like something that was actually written uh uh i I don't know it feels very thoughtful i don't know i just heard somebody's phone buzz somebody's phone i was gonna say the other the other thing people criticize when they say choices don't matter is when in an rpg um you get to the next town and there's just new weapons for everybody and it's like well i gotta buy all the new weapons and it's just one new weapon one new piece of armor for everybody you know, yeah, and uh, a lot of old 16-bit RPGs were absolutely like that. Where there's no choice, there's no uh, no play style. It's just you at the new town, get the new stuff, and then uh, fight the next the new boss. You know,
1: something that we're doing. Oh, you're
0: you're doing something where there's multiple new weapons uh, that you can purchase.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's not about weapons. Uh, something we're doing is is we've got like a relationship system in uh, in Demon School. And you can choose lines of dialogue that will ingratiate you toward one character or another, but we show you that it will do that. And you're not like taking away from anybody. It's just like, you can either um, make this person happy or this person happy. And ah. so it's like the choice, it doesn't ultimately matter that much, but at least you know exactly what choice you're making. You know what the result will be. Um, you, like you'll get different text and and that'll be your fun little surprise there. but uh, you you know you know who you're who you're gonna talk to and and how it's gonna make them feel. And personally I like that. obviously I like that because that's why we're doing it but it's uh you know the the, the choice matters but it's not a mystery.
2: It's a way to avoid the infamous telltale glass him situation.
1: I didn't I didn't get that, that one. telltale what situation. Oh.
2: Um there's a moment in the telltale game Fables The Wolf Among Us where you're at a bar with someone and you can choose to glass him, which you could interpret as getting him a glass of beer or hitting him in the head with a beer glass, and mm. it, it turns out to be the second one, and it took a lot of people by surprise. Glass
1: <laughs> Wow. Uh, Look at all that juice.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's, I guess it's time to go to the dirt bag. This is the point in every episode where, uh, I select a question submitted to us by one of our listeners at insert credit who goes to patreon.com slash insert credit where just for a few dollars a month, they can get access to this form that allows them to submit questions, monthly bonus episodes, and other cool exclusive content.
0: Let's- People can submit monthly bonus episodes through a form. They can. They can.
2: <laughs> That's nice. Uh, a whole episode. They can we won't do anything with it, but they can do it if they want. Uh, let's answer the three <laughs> oldest questions in the Insert Credit Dirtbag right now. Wow. What, what do you think about that? Okay. Three okay. oldest questions. These are the ones I have been passing over again and again because I didn't want to ask them. Sounds Here great. You. This first one is from Sam who says, what video game emotionally resonated with you the most
0: as a teenager or young adult? Oh.
1: Teenager! Em- Emotional. Final Fantasy
0: VI. Yeah. Final Fantasy Three. Again, you can't even call it Final Fantasy three anymore with uh, <sighs> uh,
1: maybe wild arms <laughs> i don't know
0: <laughs> oh will darms
1: there's like a uh, uh there's like a sad song that wh- what's their name made that the musician michiro is somebody
0: uh, michiko okay.
1: yeah that, that's it michiko yeah
0: I, i've met her before okay so T-
1: tell her i said what's up uh and then i like that one s- s- sad that one song from the first wild that- arms that makes that makes me uh, that made me feel an emotion. I don't know. I don't know if I really felt a whole lot of emotions. Yeah, but well,
0: this one guy I know, he likes this one song you made. Uh, Bye. Yeah, let her know. That's what I'll say. I like that
1: whole soundtrack. Actually, it's, it's, oh, a it's good, pretty. That's it's a good pretty game.
0: dope. That that's opening dope. opening sound, dude. Yeah, with the old whistling. PS One games had some emotionally resonant uh, opening uh, FMV music, didn't they?
1: Yeah. And uh, speaking of the, speaking of which, Resident Evil gave me uh, the emotion of not wanting to do, go down a corridor. Actually, Resident, Resident Evil, too, but yeah, Resonant Evil. Yeah, very good. <laughs> that's that's the uh, the rhythm based um, survival horror game.
0: I'm telling you, like Soul Blade, uh, uh, Vandal Hearts, Sui Coden, Wild Arms. They all had opening FMVs that you would always just like. I mean, Chrono Cross. Obviously, though, we're going to leave that one out for a minute. Yeah, they just had opening FMVs that you wouldn't even—if you were sitting down, you would stand up, mm-hmm. and if you were standing up, you would put your hands on your hips that's right. and just stare at the TV for the whole thing. And you
1: wouldn't hit the start button to skip it.
0: Like Doom, 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 do. <laughs> That's right. And then, like Sui Coden is the—that's got some good music in it too. Uh, it's not—it's actually not a very good track. It's just. It kind of sounds like real music coming out of my TV. That Frank, was emotionally I hear one from you. resonating. Well, I
3: mean, it so my video game playing, you know, early years are, are I think uh, a lot different than Brandon and Tim because I stopped for a long time. So, like, I don't have a lot of teenage years ah. playing games.
0: He would. Frank was busy uh, hitting up the Las Vegas casinos, smoking cigarettes, and
2: I mean, uh, that's
3: how I made my fortune. Uh,
0: skateboarding.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: It, it, Resonated with him the
1: most was video games. I'll poker. tell you
3: all about the emotions from being a professional poker player, but
1: Las Vegas kid. You had to hide those emotions. So I, to, uh, I also, I didn't, so never tell.
3: like, the what immediately comes to mind isn't super interesting. It's just the first RPG that I played, which was Phantasy Star 4, which I played when I was like, nice, I don't know, 17 or something like that. And it's a good game. I couldn't even tell you the story beats that made me emotional, just that, you know, this is probably the first game that I played that. Had characters that you got to know that had actual like tragedy in it and things like that and and I remember um, being a bit emotional not necessarily by those beats but by the story ending and me not having any way to interact with this world anymore. Um,
0: that story goes places too, it dude. It does. It does. All right. For me, it was just mm-hmm. it was just Final Fantasy three, yeah. Final Fantasy six, uh, the whole thing. I'm just sitting there like this is good
1: what's gonna happen when they get to final fantasy 36 i'll play they're it. gonna get real confused three and six i mean i'll
0: play the heck out of it i don't care they better start making oh. them a little faster though because uh i i, I want to live for they've it they've been slowing down i want to be there
2: uh here uh let's see this one is from vermont boy who says oh nice what games are most improved by turning off the music and listening to something else and what music would you listen to instead
1: Oh, I was I was just uh, watching someone's uh, little little tweet video about Clockwork Night, and they were like, "The music is so good in this, but it's it's just like a jangly synthesized banjo tinkling around." It's really yeah, it's not. Tats. The music is is like some real uh, clown college. Nonsense and definitely turn off the music for that would make the experience better. And I would listen to just anything else. um, Definitely
0: uh, turn off the music in the races in a Gran Turismo Seven. I uh, would say, yeah, good lord. I don't understand.
1: What you could replace it with is like any of the good music from Gran Turismo (laughs) (laughs) Seven. Yeah,
0: yeah, just the menu music would be good. Music,
1: just put the menu music in there. Yeah, Yeah,
0: God, there's some, there's some weird choices. It's like. I don't Someone know who if it's
1: music. nepotism
0: hires or what going on with the uh, soundtrack selection. There's some stuff that sounds like it was not cool in 2005. Yeah. In Gran Turismo 7. That doesn't make it cool now. People come around on some
1: stuff, uh not stuff like that though. I can't
0: even no. describe what some of that music sounds like. Like I mean
1: a lot of it isn't even like it has vocals and stuff that is out of key. Like they're not, e- they they they're not even good at playing or performing the instruments. It's very <laughs> it's, strange. It's very strange. It's, it's bizarre. Like
0: I, I actually think like the Forza Motorsport, uh, like the the Forza, like the Forza Horizon games, where they have this very very, uh, thickly, densely, uh, richly realized uh, British music festival atmosphere to them. I find almost all of the music in that just uh, it's out of sync with what I think about when I think about driving the kinds of cars I like to drive in games like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, and Xbox used to be a champion of the whole listen to your own music while you're playing a game thing. And then Xbox One, they added this. It just it was like an ugly sidebar when you tried to listen to music uh, that showed you what the name of your track was, and then it shrunk the game down into a little sixteen nine window. So I just got like Forza Five had some of the worst music. I, I'm going to say Forza Motorsport Five had. Um, I have to use this uh, this word. It had insane music. I did not understand what the the, what was going on with it it made me feel really really uncomfortable it was super 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 grandiose music made me imagine that my car was fueled up with like Gandalf took a leak in the gas tank or whatever it was like this weird tinkly uh bombastic John Williams score that was just way way wrong for the game and I definitely I feel bad turning music off in a game i play a lot of games with the music off because i capture them for video footage and that usually means i need to be able to mix the audio a little more meticulously uh, i'll often add a game's music in post if i want to illustrate what the music sounds like um i will get the music separately et cetera. so i'm i am I feel bad turning music off in games especially games that uh, where the, the 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 composers clearly thought a lot about the music um and in of 5 it was like I remember there were like ads on Microsoft YouTube channel that were like, uh, we got a 95 piece orchestra with 42 violins or whatever. Right. And they're just really, really stressing how prestigious we recorded this at Abbey Road Studios with this, the largest orchestra ever assembled for video games. And it's like some of the flat out mind bendingly worst music I've ever heard in a video game like it is it is severely incredible and if you if you don't believe me just go get a a copy of it at gamestop it's probably a dollar now right and uh check it out man it's 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 mind-bendingly weirdly bad music and i definitely turned that off and put on some of my own music and then ultimately just listened to the cars so. Have you
1: seen that new uh, that that new Hi-Fi? What's it called Hi-Fi <laughs> Rush or whatever? Hi-Fi Hi-Fi Hero or whatever. Hi-Fi rush? It's Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi yeah. Rush. So like <laughs> that that game. I haven't played the game itself yet, but I watched the trailer and and they they made a rhythm action game, and then they put this trailer music in, which is l- like it literally sounds like library music for a commercial um yeah it's got like the stomp and clap it's got the whoa i don't want to sound too
0: mean but yeah it sounds like something that would be playing in your hotel room when you go yeah
1: it's
0: (laughs) when you walk in like bizarre like like on the shops at the creek info channel or whatever yeah you know where they're like they're like playing the the they're they're showing you where the restaurants are and you're sitting in ohio or whatever and you just got this music pumping when you come in, that's like what it sounded like. They're, they're trying to be the laid-back, edgy hotel.
2: Yeah. I've got one more question from the bottom of the dirtbag here, submitted around 2020 from anonymous. Right. What hey. game has the longest time interval between decision and payoff?
1: Shoot. Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, a
0: good one about decisions.
1: There's a lot of ones where like uh, you make you make a choice at the beginning and and. It, there's a result at the end but I can't think of them <laughs> I
0: would say Earthworm Jim where you launch the cow at the beginning and then the cow lands on the princess at the end um, <laughs> but they don't let you advance past right. the cow screen until you launch the cow um,
1: yeah so it's not a decision it's
0: not a decision it's a setup and payoff that exactly bookends the narrative of the game um, it's the kind of one of the cheapest tricks in the cheap trick book and that's saying something Um, It's fun, though. It's not a decision.
1: Despite being Earthworm Jim. God,
0: Earthworm Jim sucks. I really don't (laughs) like Earthworm Jim. I thought we agreed to never talk about Earthworm Jim on this show. Have
1: you all seen the the movie The Barbarians?
0: I haven't seen... I've seen the first 18 minutes of the film Barbarian. I've seen
2: Barbarella.
1: So the the Barbarians is a canon. And I know you've
0: seen Barb
2: and Star Go to Vista Del Mar.
0: Oh, you know I have I've seen I've seen Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. I've read Edgar Rice Burroughs' I Am a Barbarian as well. So nice.
2: I've seen a production of The Barber of Seville.
1: So this movie oh, okay. The Barbarians stars uh it's it's like a um, sword and sorcery uh like fast follow for Conan, but this time I like those things. They have they have twin um twin weightlifter brothers they're, they're real life twin weightlifters and they can't act for nothing and and as soon i'm liking like,
0: this already
1: all all of the like oldie time dialogue from them being in in the distant past goes out the window as soon as those guys are there because they're like "You bonehead you messed it up for me uh, and they got their, like, little New York-y accent. Anyway, they both look like huge, swole, rated-out Tommy Tallarico's, which is hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's where this that's is where, That's where oh, it yeah. came back around. Okay. Uh, twin
0: Tallarico's.
1: Twin, twin, totally ripped Tallarico's. <laughs> when Tallarico
0: <laughs> watches the movie, does he go, I must be seeing double, like that? <laughs>
1: yeah, I must be the seeing wipes double. Wipes his eyes. Four Tallarico's. Four Tallarico's. <laughs> <four Talericos>. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, what were we talking Earthworm about? Earthworm <laughs>
2: Jim. Uh, nothing. That's the end of the question. We'll be right back after a quick break. Oh, I had, a, I
1: had <laughs> an answer, though. Okay, oh, go ahead. It, go it, ahead Frank. Please
3: give us the exact question again. Uh, the Please.
2: exact question is, uh, what's the longest time between decision and payoff
3: in a video game? Uh, that's playing Words with Friends with me, because I never reply. Hey!
0: I don't know what hotel it smells. It doesn't smell like a specific hotel, but he just, my dog smells like a hotel after we brush it.
1: My dog smells like corn chips.
0: Oh, my dog smells like some of the, the, you know, he smells like the opposite of Snapple, uh, most of the time, you know, made from the worst stuff on earth uh, (laughs) or making the worst stuff on earth, uh, uh, whichever one. He smells real bad, um, but you know what? I'm gonna say it out loud, giving a Pomeranian a bath rules, because it's just very funny. To see this dog get wet. Yeah, just shrink down? Yeah, he turns are we, t-
1: uh, are we ma- waiting for someone still? or?
2: Um, I'm here. Is Frank here? Yeah, I've
1: been here. I okay, thought, Frank's
0: been here this whole time. Frank's smoking weed. Over
1: Tim there. was talking about washing
3: his dog or whatever.
0: It's, a, it's entertaining, isn't it? To wash <sighs> a
3: dog. You ever wash a dog, Frank?
0: I've never washed a dog.
2: Welcome back to Insert Credit. Here's a question from me, Alex Jaffe. I ask... Is there any reason that every video game where you control a character should not have a jump button? Oh. Yeah,
1: see, I was just I was just playing a game uh, yesterday that is that is not out. It is in its very early days, and I was like, really want to be able to jump. <laughs> it's like I feel like if you, it's hard as a longtime player of games to not want to jump, um, even if it's non-functional and it doesn't really do. It's not like mechanically important. I like. I just want to be able to jump. It's I'm nice just, to do it. It's nice to jump. It's. It's. Sometimes I want to do it instead of a dodge or whatever. I like to jump. Um, plus, when you're when you're blocking me with the. Uh, with like chairs in resident evil six or whatever and i can't get around those it's like he could jump over ju- that
0: uh, okay so so i think it's for a person who grew up with the nintendo or the genesis or the turbo graphics uh you've got jumping in your blood basically right you know if you, whether whether yeah. whether you were a bonk boy uh a sonic lad or a mario child right you uh you've got jumping in your blood past a yeah. certain point with it's possible with the,
1: that, that younger persons do not have that issue i'm curious
0: or younger or even same age or even older um if you grew up with zx spectrum isometric games right mm-hmm. like uh, nightmare or saber wolf if you grew up with pc games like scorched earth if your first video game of all time was civilization 2 right uh or uh, seventh guest or Mist. uh any any lucasarts Graphic adventure, any pointing and clicking, right? You might not have the jumping in your blood. And uh, when all the different tendrils of the game-liking community began to converge with, I would say, the PlayStation 1, where all of the different tributaries of the game-liker river, as it were, began to converge... Um, around PlayStation One times, de- uh, more so during PlayStation Two, even more so during PlayStation Three and Four, you know, etc. Uh, until they merge into the mainstream. Around that time, there were a lot of games where you don't jump. There were more of them, and we didn't. Nobody said they wanted to jump. Nobody in my purview, no matter how much of a Mario boy or a Sonic child or or a Bonk Blaster, nobody. I didn't hear anybody say they wish they could jump in Resident Evil. And I didn't hear anybody say they wished they could jump in Final Fantasy VII. I never heard that criticism once. Yeah. Uh, whereas if those games came out today, I mean, if Resident Evil Six came out a couple of years ago, <laughs> uh, you know, would you would you want to jump in it? Maybe you would. Yeah. Uh, it, clearly, Brandon wants to jump in people it. People
1: did specifically. You know, Brandon. Maybe complain about jumping. Maybe
0: you would like Elden Ring. You haven't liked any of the From Software, <laughs> Demon Souls, Dark yeah, you Souls. Can jump in that one. You can jump in Elden Ring. They added a jump button. Yeah,
1: I I will say that uh. Starting up Elden Ring, I was like, you know, it does feel a little better. I I can jump on this, and I started like <laughs> jumping on things and trying to trying to like get up to the top of some sort of a thing. And, uh, it, you know, it let me have my kind of fun. The
3: jumping is, is you know, meaningful. I actually got that game from because I saw an animated GIF in a tweet uh, of a horse double jumping over a flame. Yeah, and I was like, I want to I want a horse double jump. That's why I got <laughs> yeah. Elden Ring. There's a
0: horse. There- yeah. There's no human double jump in the game, which is a very important right. because it's realistic. Because <laughs> <Yeah. 'cause laughs> the from software <laughs> difficulty. If they add an easy mode, they'll add a double jump. <laughs> All- but uh the, 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 from software actually really essentialized the jump. You can there were a lot of times in combat where an enemy does like a big long wind-up sweeping attack with a spear or a sword or something and you can jump over it. Instead of dodging it. And it's it's faster. It's more effective than dodging it. Um, you can attack more soon after. You can attack
1: during it. Or... Yeah, you can
0: attack during it. Yeah. And it, they even added these like wickedly overpowered jumping attacks that the character I've been playing as recently has two big great swords. And I'm just sprinting around the map and jumping and slamming my two swords on people to just shatter their their guard and knock them down and just having a lot of fun.
3: So So I don't I don't think just to sneak in at the end here, I don't think that jumping would improve Yakuza. uh I think it would make the fighting feel weaker if he didn't have the gravity of being stuck on the ground. He's Um, a big dude. So and and also it might have something to do with how flat that game is. Like I don't like I don't have to go up anything except the occasional staircase. So I don't feel I don't I've never played Yakuza and and like intuitively wanted to jump and been like, oh, I can't jump. And
1: for me, I think with Yakuza, his name is Kiryu,
0: not Hiryu. So (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Nice.
1: he's But he is strident. And that's what what my point was going to be, which is 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 I think that in Yakuza. Because you're able to run, that kind of takes place. Uh, it takes the place of the jump for me. Where oh, it's, it's ground,
3: like ground jumping. Yeah, yeah, it's ground jumping.
1: I need to be able to do some different thing. And the what different is thing a I can run is, but a ground? Jump. Is is running and uh, knocking into pedestrians, and they go oh yeah or, yeah or ooh I honestly <laughs> wish the
0: pedestrians would drop their phones more. You know, like <laughs> yeah. there would just be more of a dropping a thing effect.
1: God. I have to say, I I'm usually a nice person in video games, but I mercilessly run into pedestrians and knock them over. <laughs> Especially if there's like couples and they're holding hands, I'll knock one of them down.
0: Yakuzas neat. I, I've been actually replaying all the yakuzas over here for uh, just for fun at night before bed. And yeah, that's uh, what I like to do when you have the yakuzas, do you? I mean, the answer is probably yes. Do you go through periods where? You just catch yourself for like ten, fifteen minutes at a time. You're just walking real slow through the town, just being like, "Yeah, I'm just strutting." And then for the
3: first like ten hours, yes, yeah. yeah well, yeah. no,
0: no. Okay, for the first ten hours, definitely. And then even late in the game, you might indulge in thirty seconds of strutting down a street, just to yes, be like,
3: I, "I will, I will confirm." Yeah. Like
0: when when they put some overworld music on, right? And you're like strutting toward a confrontation. It's uh, it's fun. But then other I times, love that there's a
1: button to walk slow. Yeah, it rules. Like they
3: they know what's up.
1: Yeah, I do that when when like when you have you're supposed to hold hands with Haruka sometimes uh, and walk with her. And if you walk too fast, she can't hold your hand anymore. And it's like, yeah, I'm gonna walk slow. I have to hold my child's hand. She, exactly. She's, she's got tiny little legs. I'm not gonna run away because uh, she, then she's like, hey, wait up! And I'm like, huh. Oh. My child. Okay. I
2: I think the conclusion here is if you're not going to have a button to jump, you should at least have a button to hold hands
0: with the child. That's the right. Eco's got a button to hold hands, so yeah, it's it doesn't have a
2: jump button. Here's our next question: uh, Which video games have been the most responsible for causing industry wide shifts in graphical aesthetics? Ooh. Oh,
1: um, bunch of uh, Carmax probably. Um, with the I I'd say that Gears of War's Uh, normal maps and bump mapping was responsible for every game i mean every game was already trying to work toward that pretty much but once gears of war came out and looked better than everything else people were like well we really have to do it now all those
0: engine solutions for implementing that style that everyone was trending toward yeah gears of war was such an iconic look um any way you slice it you know today you can be like oh it was so brown everything it looked like you know It looked like old country buffet style dinner. You know, everything's just kind of earth tones, comfort food. Um, It was so brown and et cetera, et cetera. But you got to admit, it's pretty cool that that game had such an iconic look that for years, everyone just said, that's what Unreal Engine games look like. Yeah. As though the Unreal Engine were completely incapable of producing anything that looked different from that. Like to a point where, like, when Dragon Quest XI was announced, in uh 2015 it was released in 2017 Um, when it was announced that they were using the unreal engine i spied some humans who will go nameless who saw that it was using unreal engine 4 and said man how are they going to make dragon quest in the unreal engine man i don't like the way unreal engine games look and i was just like i had this really good time imagining a dragon quest where it just looks like gears of war with the curatoriyama heads you know yeah and i was like oh man uh, I mean, people were like, "I don't like Unreal Engine games because your dudes are always so big and they have <laughs> tiny heads." And I'm like, "You're just thinking about Gears of War, dude." But I mean, there were games like Dark Sector. Um,
3: yeah. I don't know. That it, it was an aesthetic for a long. I mean, like mm-hmm. it was, yeah, yeah. The first Arkham just looks like every like Commissioner Gordon is buff
1: as heck. He just Com- looks <laughs> like <a Pierce> Gears <laughs> <up> of <Arkham. laughs> <laughs> oh man arkham asylum is so good unreal pumps your muscles up another one i would say is is uh is an obvious one but but doom definitely oh. made a big mm-hmm. impact there with their uh their their move toward fluid textured 3d even though it wasn't true 3d uh that that really did something um and then quake i, uh, I think the, the uh
0: the, the big the big ultimate obvious one that uh is you know just it's really boring to bring up now um but it was a thing for a while was that god darn jet set radio that's true um yeah the tune sharing. and uh, that game uh uh a hi-fi rush that got announced uh, the tango GameWorks <laughs> i saw a tweet just the most cursed thing i ever saw um I saw I I, <laughs> I saw that I, I went over to Twitter for my I, two or three times a week. I look at Twitter and I I go to specific accounts and just look at certain people's Twitter accounts. Usually first, and then I go to the front page and then I I close the tab. When I went to the front page after checking my favorite uh, the three Twitter accounts, I saw in the sidebar what was trending. But Sunset Overdrive was trending. Does everybody remember Sunset Overdrive?
1: So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah. I was like why is Sunset Overdrive trending and I clicked on it and the first tweet I saw was Hi-Fi Rush looks exactly like Jet Set Radio meets Sunset Overdrive and I am so here for it and then a whole bunch of heart eyes smiling emojis and I was like uh-oh and then that's when I closed <laughs> I closed the tab and then I I went over to YouTube, and I realized there was the that Xbox thing that I didn't know about. And I watched it, and I was like, lol. So, it looks like Jet Set Radio meets Sunset Overdrive, and I am so here for it. I was like, one of those things you're uh, comparing it to, they'd probably rather not be compared to. And the other one's kind of obvious. Um, hey. Jet Set Radio lives, lives on. It lives on. Um, I have it, a
2: completely unrelated question. i will always uh, live. What video game characters do you think would be the most likely to overuse emojis?
1: Oh. <laughs> Travis touchdown. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, Travis touchdown. You have the
0: eggplant emojis? already do Princess
1: Peach. I feel like yes. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Princess
0: Daisy would use more than Princess Peach. I feel I like
1: um, I feel like Bayonetta would use like late nineties aim slang. Oh, like uh, an woo. Yeah, uh, I don't know about an uwu, but like a uh, like like BBL uh, when she's gonna go somewhere. Um, yeah, BBL and- is wild.
0: Anybody saying BBL in 2023 is a certified weirdo. <laughs> it's BRB. <laughs> BRB is the one everybody knows. Yeah, BBL yeah B-B- the BBL is the one BBL that-
3: is a higher quantity of away time than than BRB. It's true. It's a it's clear true. distinction. Come on. Well, in the yeah. in
0: this day and age, uh, uh, Frank Scaffaldi. Who really is back later? (laughs) You know, I mean, who comes back later? Doesn't everybody
3: come right back? No, I come. Like if I'm if I gotta go get a haircut or something, that's a BBL. That's not a BRB. Um,
2: Frank says sends a BBL every time he plays Words with Friends. Yeah, that's right.
1: Right. Oh, very good. Uh, yeah. Who else? Who else would? Well, you said Daisy.
3: I I think Daisy um doesn't use an extensive amounts of emojis. Uh, I, I think that she just uses the thumbs up all the time. Like she just doesn't talk. She just does a thumbs <laughs> like you say, up. Did you I you say Daisy
1: say, or did I say Peach? Because I was thinking you Daisy. You said Peach. Yeah. And oh, Tim yeah. Said Daisy. Tim, Tim said, said
3: Daisy. Daisy. I'm saying Daisy is, is the yeah. thumbs up her Like it, it, infuriating woman. You would
0: ask like, do you want, with the, just the letter U, do you want bagel? Question mark. Yeah. And she would reply with like 64 thumbs ups. <laughs> It would just be a a text message, just full of thumbs ups.
1: I think uh, Mario would use emojis accidentally, uh, like while he was typing, and he wouldn't understand why it was happening. (laughs) Like he he would, he would like someone. His his nephew installed a different keyboard on his phone, and uh, when you like Luigi's kids, when when you yeah, (laughs) when you when you hit the. When you hit the enter key, it it switches over to emojis, and then he's just typing emojis, and he's like, I don't want to get it. I don't want to
0: get it. Which which video game characters have Android, and which have iOS? Uh, (laughs) uh, Luigi
2: has Android for the green box. Sonic has Android also.
0: Oh, no, like that. Uh, Sonic has an Android. I think so. I
2: Sonic know. would have the iPhone for the blue text boxes.
1: Yeah, I, those beautiful blue text I know, boxes. Man. I feel, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Sonic is well. Okay, maybe Sonic has an iPhone. Sonic loves and suffering. Tails has a, ro- his, a rooted with, uh, Android with his
0: user experience. Uh, yeah, Sonic just has a stock Android phone, and uh, Tails has a weird one. Yeah. He has one that Sonic bought his uh, on like a wire cutter recommendation for best <laughs> cell phone Tales on the budget. Tails is a Raspberry Pi. And uh, Tails probably carries around like a full like 13-inch tablet with 5G everywhere. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, Mar- Mario's probably actually still using a Nokia phone that he had from his construction days. And he's like, still works. It hey. still works. He totally
0: sends his weird, vaguely racist can, texts on his Nokia phone. <laughs> I can
1: make my phone calls. I can text my nephews. Uh, my nephews are in my nephews are in Iraq right now.
0: That's what he's. <laughs> and then he just you, yeah. now you have to talk to Mario about uh, about you know the situation overseas.
3: <laughs> I'm Italian.
0: Yeah, that's his cash.
2: Oh, look.
3: That's what it yeah. is. All
2: right, hey. I've got I've got a challenge for you. I would like you all to review. The Rubik's Cube as a game. Oh, shoot.
1: Okay. Um, it's got enough squares. Well, I mean, the, the, the game aspect of it is, is different for different people. Because Some people just want to solve it, period. Other people are like, I can solve anything. I just need to do it in 15 seconds or, or whatever, six seconds, however fast people do that stuff. And they touch it and they're blindfolded and they, they figure it out. So uh, I don't know which, which gamified method we're going for. So it. it's, a it's, a good,
3: it's a, yeah. It's a good speed run game. It's, it's mm-hmm. it, like, even though there right. is uh, RNG involved at, at high level Rubik's, um, for the most part, it is a, a predictable um, strategy, if I'm not mistaken. Like, like, you know like how many cubes 100%. there are, that's for yeah. sure. Um, but uh, not for me. I don't, I don't, like, me I don't like this game. Uh,
1: it, it's got an okay tactile feel sometimes, but uh, if you like try to turn it two directions at once, that doesn't work, as every child found out.
2: I will say it is a game where your choices matter.
1: That's right they
3: add up yeah simple inputs do, do you uh hate sliding puzzles do you want one of those but it's in like four dimensions but, yeah
1: it's more complicated
3: Frank, no. you want to cut you want to count then those this, dimensions for me in this garbage Frank, you want to
2: go ahead and count those four dimensions for me
3: yeah four dimensions yeah one two three four there you go <laughs>
1: you did it <laughs> <Fair> yeah. <enough>. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah it's a hypercube um, has,
0: has anybody here actually solved the rubik's cube yeah no no. No. I've done it once. Oh, It was very hard for me. So when you me. solved it you, did you solve it through trial and error?
1: Yes, 100%.
0: And then did you did you never look into like the moves?
1: No, I I
0: Cuz when you're a kid, you know, you don't know that there's moves, you know. Yeah,
1: I wasn't I wasn't in, I, so I did do it as like a like a preteen, I would say. And uh I was not I was, it was, like, for lack of other things that I was doing it, and I, I wasn't engaged. It it was just, like, every once in a while I'd come back to it and be like, maybe I can get this a little closer. Uh, but it was all trial and error, and once I solved it, I was like, well, I'm never touching that again.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just want to kind of leave it where now, it is. Yeah.
1: Now it's solved. i I got to leave it that way. I
0: had a Rubik's Cube as a child, or a Chibis, uh, depending on what part of the country you're from. Mm. And uh, <laughs> Sure. I, uh, uh, we didn't know what it was, right, you know? Because we're just a bunch of a bunch of moron kids, yeah. so we we didn't know what it was, and we just thought this thing's cool, and you just twist it around, kind of treat it like a stress ball and such, right? You know, mm-hmm. just a fun little thing. Throw it real hard at the wall, right? You know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. It it occurs to me that uh the Rubik's cube was invented a few years before I was born, um, and I guess my dad just kind of had one because it was in a pre-video game world. Everybody just kind of had. You know, they, they got the toys that were, it was a fad for a while, right? Yeah. And there was a Rubik's Cube in our house that I realize now my dad would have been about 24 years old, I guess, when the Rubik's Cube was brand new and he got one, you know, because everybody was getting them and you're seeing them at work and whatnot. Um, and we didn't know what it was. And then uh, one of our cousins was like, let me show you something here. And he, uh, here's from Philadelphia. I just made him sound like he was from Brooklyn. Um, let me show you something here. Let me show you kids something here, he said. Um, it would be yin. And he just, he just, uh, solved it. Took him like a minute. And we were like, oh, it's like, see, you make all those same colors on the same side. And it looks like this. Like, uh, you just gotta do that. And then we're like, how'd you do that? And then he immediately, why did I say cousin? My uncle. God darn it. Lord. Oh, there you go. I didn't mean to say cousin. My uncle, he died, uh, two years ago, so... Um, he died of COVID because he didn't get his vaccine. Um, uh, yeah, so he he showed us and then he's like, let me show you his kids. Take a look at this. And he shows us, see this See this white square? I can put it right here. And we're like, oh, yeah? And then he did it. And I was like, oh, that's neat. That's about it. I mean, you know, and then uh, after that, <laughs> I, uh, I was like, oh, what else? How do you get this one over here? He's like, well, you figure it out. And he gave it to me. And then I had a good time for a couple days with that. And that's the end of my story. Um, well, it, it, the story continues in college where uh, a, a neighbor had a Rubik's Cube, and uh, he was a math guy, and we, we kind of sat around talking about Rubik's Cubes for a bit, and uh, he could solve them real fast, and I was like, that's cool. And
2: then okay, I... Okay, so what score are we all giving the Rubik's Cube out of 10? Six. Uh,
3: it's not a six seven. Six, Yeah, it, it's, it's below answer credit standard. Yeah. yeah.
0: It has six faces, so... <laughs> six, six dimensions. dimensions
1: four dimensions
3: oh we, we could give it
0: a we could give it a 5.4 sure right. i like that 5.4 of the rubik's cube uh
2: let's go on to our lightning round uh this lightning round was submitted by dirtbag supreme spencer gifts uh it's a name design round uh this week we're taking the titles of games that actually already exist but we're forgetting that that game does exist and designing the game off the title alone uh we we're beginning with injustice
1: <laughs> um,
0: i imagine a, it's, it's a- like a really really gritty like very very like hyper realistic law and order like uh story but it's 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 an american i'm trying to say it's an american made phoenix wright Yeah, and it's it's Mm. got like hyper realistic characters, and it's by one of the Call of Duty developers.
3: I think it's a it's a third rate open world, you know, GTA like about um, about either an escaped convict or someone who was just released from prison. Very very generic Western stuff.
1: What if it was a a bail bonds person? I think. Mm. Well, it's too interesting. Okay, yeah,
2: dishonored. it's it's it's
1: the exact game i just described again (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's 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 the interactive uh scarlet letter Mm.
0: dishonored is the sequel to injustice uh which very very frustratingly uh begins with a a letter earlier in the alphabet and uh the the team that made it thus went completely uh bankrupt because they just wouldn't call it injustice Two. Uh, Forspoken.
3: Oh, these all sound uh, like the same game
0: first of all i think that's a good name for a video game i'm just saying uh you know you know this, this would with. be
1: fun actually if if we took this back to the PlayStation 2 era and we made it one of those i forget what they called that microphone they had but um they had the they were really trying to get you to like direct your character through the microphone the sing um, star microphone this, not the same star but it, it had that like can't remember there they had like two or three games and you would direct a you're you're in you're on some monitors and you're directing a lady around and being like oh go check this out and go do that and watch out and shoot that guy anyway uh i think it would be one of those voice games where you're 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 telling people what to do and whatnot at the end not spoken. yeah that makes sense
3: frank any forespoken thoughts no i'm just getting the same like xbox 360 open world Dark game out of all three titles so far. It sounds
0: yeah. like a te- like like if if in an alternate world if Telltale Games made like a fable like dark like an open world game. Uh,
2: we'll get to that. Our next game is Infamous.
0: Oh, another one.
1: Does <laughs> does feel like th- these are all in the same series? Yeah. Uh, infamous. Infamous, um, uh, infamous. Infamous could be like like after after you beat Rock Band um you you are like the your band takes a downturn and uh and and you have to manage them back out of it okay i don't know if i you like have to that.
2: make it state to
3: come okay back. i think um yeah i think it's the official ricky gervais game about how he was canceled <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> ricky oh
0: gervais my God. infamous you play it with the with the sing star microphone because you have yes. to tell his jokes Uh, like (laughs) guitar hero style no for some reason what occurred to me and i'm gonna say it but what occurred to me off the top of my head when you said infamous and i don't know why is that it's a video game that is based on michael mann's film public enemies that stars johnny depp as uh what's his name john dillinger and uh it was a. It's a video game based on that open world, much like Godfather, the video game, Mafia. Right. It is a period piece, open world, GTA-like, released in the year 2010, a year after the movie came out. But they lost the license at some point and removed all of the the the, the Christian Bale and Johnny Depp likenesses from it. And it's uh, and they renamed it Infamous uh, instead of Public Enemies. That's for some reason, off the top of my head, that's that's what I thought of hmm. Sounds even fine. though i like the ricky gervais sing star microphone idea better um, uncharted uncharted it's are
1: a- playing as rand mcnally <laughs> no, you- <laughs> you're, tr- okay, okay. you're trying to make all the maps uh, and you're sailing it-
0: around the world with delicious music composed by yoko khan now yeah that's right that's uncharted waters uncharted too i was thinking
3: to. you're a you're a, a struggling indie band Ah, oh, oh, uncharted. you gotta get on the yes. charts. Yeah. Singstar yeah, microphone. Yes, yeah, that's mm-hmm. another rock yeah. band Singstar microphone. Mm-hmm. is a good
2: time for the Singstar. Uh our next game is Quake.
0: Uh it's a Singstar microphone game where you're a, a lead singer in like a, a death metal band called Quake. Called Quake. Oh, sure. This yeah. is this
1: is the the um the the they were making a licensed game for the movie San Andreas, and then they lost the license, and they had to take all the license <laughs> stuff out. <laughs> yes,
0: nice. God, so many video games just have names that sound like they're the names of a video game of uh, video game adaptations of movies that lost the license halfway through, don't they? <laughs> yeah, so uh, kind of interesting.
2: Uh, Oblivion.
0: Um, well, first of all, they didn't lose the license to uh, the, the Tom Cruise film Oblivion. <laughs>
1: yeah, they did uh, have it. And then they they, made, they made did the
0: have it, and they made a really good video game. They made the game, rather. Yeah, yeah, I'd play it.
1: Did you watch that movie Oblivion, Brandon? Did you see it? I think we saw it in the theater together.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I just, I'm it, trying to see if you remember. It's, it's good, isn't it? I remember it.
1: I liked it. I like that movie. It's a good I re- movie. I remember uh, thinking at the time, and I watched it again later and didn't have this impression quite as much, but I remember thinking at the time that uh, I had been wondering, what, what is the current contemporary, contemporary at that time, like 2010 or whatever it was, uh, version of, um, of a movie like Commando, where it's like not really fully self-aware, um, but... But it, and it's fun in kind of like a naive way, uh, and and oblivion came right out, and I was like, oh well, this is pretty much it.
2: All right, well we're we're out of time. I'm calling it here. Uh, Brandon, you win the episode. Oh, congratulations. Cool. Uh, now's the time for everybody to make their recommendations, please.
1: I will do it. I have some. Um, what are my recommendations? They are as follows. One of them is, um, if you are a vegetarian or vegetarian adjacent. Purchased some Stonewalls Jerky. Uh, I think you've had that, right, Tim? It's uh, I think so. It's, it's like a, a textured tofu protein thing, but it's got real good flavors, soy sauce and yeast all up in there. Um, and while a lot of things have gone up a lot, in price with the pandemic. This has not so much to where I used to find it kind of expensive. And now I'm like, this is pretty reasonable <laughs> because it hasn't gone up with the rest of it. So you can buy like an eight ounce pack of it for 12 bucks, which, you know, it's not cheap, but it's, um, it's, uh, not as expensive as a lot of other things are now. So you can order it on their, on their website, which looks like it hasn't been changed since 2001. Um, they they'll send it to you uh, like flat rate USPS, you just get it in the mail. You got a bunch of tasties, so get that. Um,
0: you can buy it on Amazon for a pack of sixteen for fifty three dollars.
1: Yeah, see, the, it, uh, if you buy the smaller packages, it costs a whole lot more because the small packs are like three fifty each. But if you buy and those are one point five ounces. But if you buy the eight ounce pack and it doesn't have the nice um label and branding and stuff, then then it's it's twelve bucks and you save yourself a lot of money. And it's just as tasty.
0: Uh, I actually, I've got to say, I prefer this. If you were, at my recommendation, if you were n- trying to name a vegetarian products, um, you know, I would say go with, uh, go with the Stonewall's jerky style of, uh, spell the word jerky in an interesting way instead of cut a letter out of the name of a common type of food and replace it yeah, with an like apostrophe. Yeah, chick
1: apostrophe N. Is yeah, annoying.
0: or I saw one that was B-E apostrophe F the other day. <laughs> and i was uh, i was losing my god darn mind looking at it i was Biff. like N- what N- no just looking just standing in the middle of a supermarket in my sweatpants with my fingertips on my head just kind of like reeling like professor x and his brainiac yeah, jer- machine
1: jerky is spelled in this context j-e-r-q-u-e-e i think yeah um, I remember
0: upon first viewing that, thinking that was a little obnoxious. (laughs) And now I I don't.
1: I've come all the way around on it. Better than that alternative. Um, More (laughs) recommendations. Someone mentioned to me, I think from the forums or somehow in secret adjacent, that the movie I was, rather the show I was wanting to watch, A Man Called Hawk, um, (laughs) starring Avery Brooks, is on Tubi. And so I will tell you, go watch that on Tubi. I don't know about (laughs) Um, no Tubi. It's got yeah, Tubi is annoying, um, and it has ads in it. Is Tubi stuff.
0: related to Mubi?
1: I don't think so. Because there's uh, Mubi it, and there's Tubi. Isn't Tubi owned by Fandango? I don't. They they might be. This
3: Tubi of Scooby? <laughs> did, did you somehow stumble?
1: Upon I think I, I looped back Fandango? around. I think I looped back around to Fandango. But yeah, that first episode guest stars Angela Bassett. It's like, it's, it's a weird Bassett. show. You can watch Avery Brooks do a series of monologues and say things like, I am cognitating on it, fu- or cogitating on it furiously, while other people are just nearby doing, doing whatever. Uh,
0: if you want to see Angela Bassett in more stuff, she's in the new Mission Impossible movies. She's been oh, yeah, in all, right. the most recent ones. Uh, all
1: right, but so, yeah. no, so
3: that no one yells at us, it's voodoo, not, not Tubi.
0: Yeah,
2: Tubi um, is owned by Fox Entertainment. Uh, that's,
3: right.
1: that's right. Okay. Um, so wait,
3: what's Mubi? Is Mubi related to Tubi?
0: Like, serious question. Do you all know about Mubi? I don't know about Mubi. M-U-B-I? I,
1: no. I'm vaguely aware that it exists.
0: Shoot. Because uh, I, I only know about it because I want to watch that movie, Decision to Leave. And it's streaming only on Mubi.
1: Watch great. So, so many of these things. Um, My mom wa- watches some show, some platform. I think it's called Hoopla. I was Crikey. recommending Canopy. Yeah,
2: Hoopla is great. Hoopla
1: is a Hoopla service is one of the library yeah, ones. Yeah, it's free. And, yeah. And, oh, that's nice. And Canopy is the other library. Hoopla is like great Canopy. for
2: comics, too. They have a lot of great digital mm. comics. They yeah.
1: yeah. do. Ca- Canopy is, is classy, and Hoopla um is called Hoopla. So. Uh, oh, one more thing. Uh,
0: Decision to Leave is now available to rent on Apple TV, so it looks like I've made a decision to watch something. I'm recommending it to myself. I don't recommend it. You've <laughs> nice. made a decision to watch it. Decision to Leave. I mean, I've, I've made the decision to watch, yeah.
3: Mubi is a streaming service that also has a print magazine nice. like an upscale ten dollar cover price artsy print
1: magazine
0: That's yeah they I seem will. kind of legit like Mubi kind of that. they seem kind of like a real thing um in a way that you know i'm interested in
1: so my my last recommendation is um is is to reevaluate your your taste pre- prejudices every once in a while <laughs> all right uh, there, wait there's do you like mario band? now no. Oh. Uh, no, I, I I'm always, Mario! I'm always, like Mario. Mario! I'm always like Mario Mario. 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 I thought it was uh, Rufio. There is a band there's a band called Scritty Polity that I mm-hmm. never listened to because that name of is name. so stupid. Don't like and it. I, no. I hate the name. And Don't uh, like it. But but I I discovered that um in the top three influences of uh Kurt Feldman, composer of this very podcast, and also not less than 2 of uh, my own video games. Uh one of his top 3 influences is, is Scritty Politi. And then I was listening to some uh Cameron Paul K-M-E-L mix uh that I had recommended earlier to people and I heard this song that I super liked and I was like man I bet this is Scritty Politi and it was um uh so you know so don't 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 judge things just cuz you don't like the name maybe check it out first. Uh it's that's pretty obvious but also you could check out the Scritty Politi song uh boom! There she was, and and hear what I'm talking about when I said that. There.
3: Uh, well, there's you know there's an old Oakland saying: uh, "Free your mind, and the rest will follow." So. <laughs> That's right.
0: You know, I'm genuinely terrified to try to Google this band because uh, uh, I don't know exactly how it's spelled, and I know that like any any typo is going to just produce some vile like uh, something that I've just <laughs> never I it's it's it, that I've never imagined. So.
1: <laughs> So it's, I it's S-C-R-I-T-T-I and then P-O-L-I-T-T-I. So the, it's two T's. Uh, it's, it's I-T-T-I in both cases. So oh, okay. I would have guessed
2: S-K, not S-C. Well, it's S-C. Okay, so I, I think has I
0: understand. Gone?
3: Gone? Uh, uh, no, I think only okay. I have gone. I'll only <laughs> Brandon has gone. I'll recommend. How, how about a cookie? I'll recommend a cookie. Good. Um, uh, what kind of cookie you
0: got, Jerry? There's
3: a bakery uh, in North Carolina called Dewey's, D-E-W-E-Y-S. Uh, And they make these very thin cookies, um, which I like a lot because um, I'm of the mindset. You can eat as many of them as you want. Well, kind of. Uh, I mean, (laughs) like, so I'm a person who believes that um, if a restaurant wanted to, like, have their desserts but charge me, like, 80% of the price, I would do it every time. Um, Uh Like, I'm someone who wants dessert but not, like
1: you don't want that much right you don't and, want, a, you don't want a, a full rich experience yeah
3: and 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 these cookies um they're thin so they have a lot of surface area uh they're crispy so you can like kind of like take a bite out of it and and like there's still some left and and they end up being like 11 calories each or something for the past maybe like 3 years i've had 3 of these after breakfast every day with my coffee just like oh. 30 two calories or something of cookie and it's like, it's, it, I feel very cookie satisfied and it's, it feels like a, uh, a life hack
1: to me to,
3: you know, they're not like
1: a biohack. It's a bi- as the uh, <laughs> Watts color.
3: I've never heard that term and I never want to hear it again. Um, a life yeah, shock.
1: Dude, don't look it up, please. But you know, it's not a compromised <laughs> cookie.
3: You know what I mean? It's a real cookie. Yeah. It's just shaped in such a way where it feels like you ate more than you did. And and I like that. So, yeah, that's good. And they got some good flavors. Uh, I see a
1: little eyes bigger than the stomach situation. Yeah. Or, or something. So,
3: 32 calories of cookie every morning, and I'm cookie satisfied. Can't say that about other cookies. Dewey's. I prefer good to point. get my
0: 800, 900 calories of cookies like once every six to eight months <laughs> uh, and then just, yeah, just be unsatisfied. Just, cookie monster it. just unsatisfied viciously um, in all meals. People always ask me about what I eat, and the answer is same thing all the time. Uh, it's it's what I decided to eat a long time ago. Every once in a while, I have something tasty. Uh, I'm not going to recommend what my food is to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, people are always asking me to because they want to do stuff. Uh, do you ever get? Do you know anybody in your life who just wants to do all the stuff that you do the way you do it? Does anybody <laughs> have this situation where they they want to know? Uh, they, think, they want I you to. I think
1: you've uh, you've cultivated that a bit more than others. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and they want to ask what brand of sunglasses to get, what kind of hat to buy, what kind of socks to wear. I mean, I think uh, I'm I'm glad that uh, that people want to know these things because it means what I'm doing is <laughs> is working. But the one thing I will not recommend is uh, is uh, uh, anything diet related. Don't ask me. I found what works for me. So that's my. Uh, it's uh, you know it's it's the beginning of the it's still january for a couple more days over here right so there's a whole lot of uh you can still get your new year's resolutions started as long as you get them started in the next uh you know if you're listening to this on monday minutes, yeah, january 30th uh, uh, 2023 you still have a day to get your your new year's resolution started in january right so you know i mean you get a lot of people asking me for fitness and dietary advice it's like i haven't oh, done i got it I got, I got
3: this i got this for everyone uh calories and got? calories out at the end
0: calories in calories out yeah for me unfortunately uh, would that it were so simple um i've i've had to uh i've had to bend the laws of physics to understand my own uh physiology over here uh, we need not get too much into it
3: that's a separate I'll, question that's a separate yeah, yeah. Than, than um, losing the
2: weight. does that count as your recommendation tim or is no. there something you'd like to recommend? no i'm
0: no. not i'm not I, i'm not i i don't have a recommendation for today
3: all right uh, uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up on Dewey's real quick. Your be- beginner cookie is coconut, and if you go right now, all the seasonal winter stuff is on sale. So of those, uh, for four bucks, which is a steal, I recommend uh, gingerbread and apple cider.
2: Ooh. Nice. I'm gonna recommend if you haven't seen a dentist in a while, see a dentist. Take but eat some cookies first
3: because they love it when you yeah the big fans dewey's yeah.
2: uh rate and review our show however you can do that that'll be a big help uh, support us on patreon.com insert credit where you could get access to the form that allows you to submit bonus episodes
1: one form early
2: yeah <laughs> One form early. You could also join our community at forums.insertcredit.com or look for Insert Credit on YouTube. This episode is guest edited by Goop Lord with music by Scritty Politi. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank
1: Safaldi.
0: I'm Tim Rogers.
1: I'm Brandon Sheffield.
0: And always BF.
1: All right, get out of here, Javi. All right. I got to go to the toilet. Yeah,
2: go to the toilet. Uh, Goop Lord, you can cut all of this discussion out of the episode. Uh, Thank you.